to That Steep Podcast. I am very thrilled to have one of my closest friends with me, <laughs> Esther Flora Pruitt. Um, we live together right now, and we also studied psychology together at school, and we were both RAs, so we are very much into talking about relationships, and that's really important to us. Mm-hmm. And when I think about Esther... I think about how loving she is and I just wanted to, her to come on and share some of that with everyone <laughs> and God uses Esther to love others constantly and it's like a fountain really it just keeps flowing to to those who she encounters and it's really a blessing to me and I love to watch that and Esther you also love people well from different walks of life I know that you have been a nanny this mm-hmm. year uh, you helped in youth group. Was that middle school or high school? Both, actually. Both. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. And then an RA, college mm-hmm. students, and you work in a nursing home. Yeah. So there's so many different age groups. You name it, Esther has <laughs> been a part of that, which has been awesome. And you just love people from different backgrounds of life really well. And I'm just excited to have you on today. So Thanks. welcome. Thanks for having me. Yes, of course. <laughs> and so a huge aspect of relationships and being a loving friend is being there with each other through the highs and the lows. And so today we're going to talk about empathy. Mm-hmm. So Esther, why is empathy important? Yeah. Well, as you just said, life is full of highs and lows. Mm-hmm. And I think it's actually... Um, an essential part of loving others mm-hmm. to enter into those highs and lows that are happening mm-hmm. in your friends' lives. Yes. And this is a command we see in Romans twelve fifteen, right? Yes. Mourn with those who mourn, rejoice with those who rejoice. Yes. And what's beautiful about that command is that not only are you receiving the command, but those around you are receiving it. And so yes. the, the hope is that as you um, go through highs and lows, as, and as I go through highs and lows, we will have that confidence to enter into those things together um, mm. and uh, really impact each other by providing community um, when that's such a great gift to be able to give mm. when you're not sure what you're facing. Amen. Amen. And to go off on that, I have heard you use the language as walking through seasons with your friends as an arc. Yeah. So can you explain how empathetic friendships are like an arc? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And kind of like zooming out of that even larger, um, on a larger scale, Mm -hmm. I think if our purpose in life is to glorify God, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, And our story is bringing him glory. I think Mm -hmm. inviting other people into your story, especially when you have no idea how it's going to end, Mm -hmm. um, takes a lot of faith because we're believing that God is going to redeem our stories Mm -hmm. and that he's working in them intimately. Um, but a lot of times when we're in these, like, what I call arcs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you might be at the very beginning of the arc and things are not looking great mm-hmm. and they're just getting, you know, they're just getting harder and darker. Um, and so to invite a friend into that with you mm-hmm. and say, will you be praying with me? Will you be walking with me? Mm-hmm. Um, this is how I'm feeling today. And um, to have the faith and the hope that that friend maybe years from then, months from then, will be on the other side of the arc with you. Yeah. Where you guys are able to look back at that story that you went through and say, wow, like, you learned so much, you grew mm. so much. Um, so, yeah, that's why I like yeah. that example. Brings um, you closer. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. You're sharing. And how have you experienced empathies personally in your life? Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know this, but mm-hmm. when I was 14, my family lost our dad. Mm-hmm. And that was 
course extremely difficult um mm. something that was interesting though was that I was the only 14 year old I knew who had mm-hmm. that story yeah um so having people who were willing to ask me like what is this like for you I have no idea what this is like this is unknown territory this is uncomfortable to talk mm. about but it impacts you so greatly and it's something you're like facing every day yeah um what does that look like for you and yeah. that was especially true at the beginning people who um you know who were fellow 14 year olds who had um, both of their parents still but were willing to enter into my story with me that yeah. really showed um today what that looks like um of course those same friends sticking sticking through um with me through life and yeah. then uh we I can't, we kind of talked about this earlier but people will like send me messages on Father's Day or Mm. on my dad's birthday and I'll just say, hey, um, Esther, I'm sure this day is really hard. Yeah. I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. Um, And what I love the most is when people say, hey, no pressure to respond, Mm -hmm. but I just want you to know I'm thinking of you. And that just, that kind of looks like this little gift with no strings attached to me. And I think that's so thoughtful. Yeah. so that's kind of what empathy has looked like. Thank you for sharing that. Me, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and I know that one of our next topics, we wanted to talk about empathy and um, kind of that same same view that when someone's giving you this gift of empathy, there's no strings attached. Mm-hmm. It's really humbling. It's like they're humbling themselves to give you this gift and yeah. to give you kind of this, like, Hey, I see you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and I know we want to talk about multi-ethnic friendships. Yeah. Do you want to kind of introduce that? Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. I know that that's something, this is something that we really want to touch Mm -hmm. on because, you know, as the racial tensions continue to be a topic of discussion in the world, it's important for Christians to have good conversations about this and yeah. And Esther, you've just been a really great friend walking me through a lot of things. And what we were talking about in multi-ethnic empathy is that empathy is individual Mm -hmm. and it's unassuming. Meaning that when, for example, when Esther asks me about my experiences, she's asking me about like, Lana, what is your personal experience? And she doesn't make me speak on behalf of my whole um, ethnic group or cultural group and really really zoning in on an individual and putting yourself just trying to put yourself in a place that you can just really listen to them and also context we talked about like context mm-hmm. being a really important part of empathy because having someone that you can trust is very important to be able to talk about experiences mm-hmm. of being in being a minority in America and yeah so yeah you have really sought to be there for me in a lot of ways and so I'm really thankful for that and yeah so I also think that a big part of multi-ethnic empathy is letting the person that you're talking to and just empathy in general letting the person that you're talking to be in the driver's Mm -hmm. seat meaning that if I want to get riled up about this right now. If I want to get angry about the injustices, Mm -hmm. let me be angry. If I want to cry in the middle of the woods, Mm -hmm. true story, um, (laughs) let let me be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think just um, 
being willing to go where the other person takes you and just being a faithful passenger, I think that that goes a long way. And yeah, also just not projecting your own feelings onto someone. I think that you can assume that, oh, okay, like I think that you must feel this way. So I'm going to treat you like this, but actually giving the other person space to feel what they're feeling and just being there to listen. And yeah, and not trying to solve my issues, but just being there. And so I know that, um, just on empathy and multi-ethnic empathy, we can't go through this broken life alone. Mm -hmm. So we need people who are willing to enter in to these spaces with us and so I know as a black woman, it's imperative for me to have people in my life who, um, who I see as with me and like written this together. Mm-hmm. And just to say, like, I think of the heartbreak of a lot of racism that we've seen in the past and slavery, the church has been really silent on these issues and that I can't imagine that feeling of isolation, mm-hmm. um, during the Jim Crow era and everything. So, um, Thankfully, I, I know that there's still a lot of work to be done. I'm thankful that we could see more people speaking up. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's really important to have people in my life who, who see me so I don't feel alone. Um, because when you feel alone or like no one understands, I feel like the enemy can really get in your mm-hmm. head and really take you down a dark, dark path. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've mm-hmm. talked about that. Like the enemy having this kind of unique power um, when something's kept private and kept away from community especially community of believers people who can pray with you yeah and, and for you yeah um exactly. question kind of about that um there's that like you're you're keeping yourself from experiencing and engaging in these things alone um when you're kind of finding mm-hmm. um help or encouragement or support in community but um maybe like with white friends mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's hard to not feel lonely if you're having to explain an experience? Like maybe if they can't fully relate, like does that feel yeah. like extra, like an extra mile that makes it yeah. a little bit harder? Like yeah, how does that yeah. feel? I think that's a really amazing question, Esther. And I think that a lot of people probably have that same question as well. And it's a hard, hard question <laughs> to deal with but um, or to answer. But I think having people who get what it's like to be in your shoes mm-hmm. is very important for sure. Like on, at our school, we have minority groups on campus mm-hmm. and black, black African-American groups and just different yeah minority groups who are like, Oh yeah, I understand what it's like to be a foreigner and just being able to share with that is important. But sometimes it's also empathy can be acknowledging that you don't have something in common and you wish to learn and you wish to grow and you just want to be in it with each other. And I think about last summer, and we remember how crazy uh, summer of 2020 was for many reasons. And our school created a space for us to lament together. And they were predominantly white. So it was a space where we lamented and we prayed about George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor. And something about that, even though I was a minority, I felt like I wasn't alone because when the body of Christ comes together and they are hurting with me and they're Mm -hmm. feeling these things with me, it just takes, alleviates that feeling of isolation. Mm -hmm. And also in the summer, we went on a big march in Atlanta 
And there were so many people there from different walks of life. And so we're different and not, not everybody understands, but we are together and truly loving each other and trying mm-hmm. to enter into that. So, yeah. And then just thinking about it too, in general, when we we're talking about multi-ethnic empathy here, but when we also think about it, empathy in general, and if we think about in the body of Christ, people experience different things in life and we have different stories. And so you're not ever going to be able to fully understand what everybody's going through. And so that's not the end goal and the end all be all of empathy, but it's just being willing to sit in it with each other. Mm. So I don't know if you have anything to add on that. Yeah, I guess that's, I mean, we'll definitely talk about tangible ways to show and enter into empathy, Mm -hmm. but I feel like that's why question asking is so important in empathy. Um, You talked about how important it is for people to not assume. Mm -hmm. Um, That means that there's work, that that there's hard work of um, sitting with someone and thinking about how to frame that question and um, actually listen to what their response is and be formed by that response and have, um, have yourself shaped by your friend's experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. And, you know, while we talking about like a lot of painful things, Mm -hmm. um, the verse that Esther was talking about, we mourn with those who mourn and we also rejoice with Mm -hmm. those who rejoice. And so, yeah, empathy doesn't always have to be about the pain, but also good friends know how to truly rejoice with each other. Mm-hmm. So Esther, I know that you've talked about how rejoicing with each other can be yeah. like considering each other, considering yeah. your friends higher than yeah. yourself. And I think that's, you know, rooted, that's definitely rooted in scripture as well. Mm-hmm. So can you share about that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, well, something going back to the arc example, something that's helpful about us all having our own seasons that we're in is you might be in a season that feels really joyful and mm-hmm. kind of colored by um, provision. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I might be in a season where I'm, you know, asking questions and feeling like I'm not really seeing a lot happening. Um, there's mm-hmm. beauty in that where I can experience joy mm-hmm. through seeing someone I love experience yeah. joy. And so it adds this, it like, you. yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it adds this complexity to the season that you're in because mm-hmm. you are hopefully surrounding yourself with other people, um, so closely that you are thinking about them and their stories too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think probably just back to that arc example, yes. um, sharing and joy with one another is getting that beauty of that end of the arc, um, where you can look back with your friend and say, yeah. wow, God brought you through this amazing thing, or he provided this, you know? Yeah, and I love that, too, because I love that. And we also were, have been talking about how it's important to check our hearts on mm-hmm. envy, too, because I think in, to be able to rejoice with others, we have to check our heart to see if, if there's jealousy and being willing to lay that aside for the sake of being there for another person you know like so yeah Yeah, and that's Mm -hmm. the considering someone higher than yourself right like if there's jealousy I feel like that's like a navel gazing kind of thing yeah oh like I'm thinking just about myself here yeah um because I'm comparing myself to what Mm -hmm. they have or what they're going through and I feel like it's in this day and age it's so easy to to be like a competition Mm -hmm. and sometimes like if you're winning then that means that I'm low lower right now or losing and kind of like how we have a professor that talks about um, dignity as a pie. And sometimes mm-hmm. we think if we ration it off to 
other people, then there's left there's less left for us. But mm-hmm. just knowing that we're all feasting together. Yeah. So yeah. Have you have you heard the quote comparison is the thief of oh, joy? Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. And that is very true. It always gets me very, very true. I remember being a freshman and like walking on to this hall and that was like pasted in huge letters oh on the gosh. side of the hall and it's I was like so true. <gasps> yeah, it's so true. Drop right there. Yes. And I'm going off right here too, but I think that there is merit to the phrase that success is nothing if you have no one to share it with. Mm. Because if I get like trophies and I get elevated and I don't have people to come home to and say, I got into this job or I got this and you don't have people to get excited with you. Mm. That's really sad. So anyway, empathy is important for good and bad reasons. So Mm. we just wanted to, as we close, just wanted to have some advice about give some advice about empathy and Celeste would you like to share totally well okay so if empathy is us sitting with someone else Mm -hmm. and asking them about their experience it has to be a safe place for them to do that Mm -hmm. like you can't just be in the elevator in your dorm and be like hey how are you right yeah (laughs) and expect the person to be like I'm not okay yeah (laughs) unless it's like 2 a.m then maybe that's exactly (laughs) just comes out out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah so creating this space like if you really sense that there's a friend um in your life who might need to talk about something or even if they've alluded like hey i'd love to talk Mm -hmm. um creating a safe space for them where they see you listening Mm -hmm. and they see that you don't have any other distractions going on that's just like being a good listener yeah with empathy um being so much on the part of the listener um providing this dignity like or offering up this dignity to that person saying um i see you and i care about you yeah. Um, then they have to feel that in their context. Mm, that's um, really good. And then, good. yeah, another another thing would be active listening. Yeah. We talk about this a lot in RA training. Exactly. Um, <laughs> where <laughs> active listening is helpful because it helps the person feel understood by the listener. Mm-hmm. So um, that's like if Lana said, um, I'm feeling hungry, then I would say, Sounds like you're wanting some food. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it going to check the light? You know, yeah. yeah. So you kind of like, kind of restate what the person said to yeah. you. Not in a creepy way where they're like, oh my gosh, stop saying exactly yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. But um, it's just good oh, to check good. in with them and say, like, is this what you're saying? Is this yeah. what you're experiencing? Clarifies um, um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to feel like heard, heard yeah. by the other person. Yeah. And then something that. Lastly, something that we already talked about, too, is just letting your friend be in the driver's seat and letting your friend that you are entering in empathy with be able to take you on the journey of, like, where they want to go or, Mm. like, do you want to stop or do you want to turn left or do what do you want to do and just being a faithful passenger. So, yeah, that's what I would have to say. So this has been such a great conversation, Esther. Thank Thank you you so much. Being here with me.